hello and welcome everybody my name is ryan and i'm heather and this is confidence to cabaret the podcast hello and welcome today we are joined by an incredible friend of the confidence to cabaret group a reiki practitioner a meditation practitioner life coach and the founder of the sisterhood of what next group on facebook the amazing deborah atella hey deborah how you doing I'm awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy we connected. I know, right? Thank you so much for being with us and for joining us. We're such a we're such a fan of everything you've been putting out, and uh, you have a load of new projects actually in the in the works, which we'll get to. We'll get to. Uh, We'd love uh, if you could tell our audience just a little bit about yourself and about how you got started on this journey. Okay, so I. How far back should I go? (laughs) As far back as you need to. As far back as you would like. All right. No major therapy issues. No, 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 no. Right? I worked them all out. I'm good. My shadow's so happy with me. I'm all good. Um, In 2005, I was 36 years old. So you could do the math to figure out how old I am now. Um, I was 36 years old. And I'm a happy wife and mom. We have three little kids at the time. And I had a massive hemorrhage, a massive GI hemorrhage. Um, Saw the white light and I was like, oh no, I'm in the light. Like I knew it. (laughs) And I was like, "Uh uh-oh. And my cousin, Laura, who died in 1992, was behind me in the light. And I knew she was there. I could feel her and I could turn my body, just my head, like as much as I could over my left shoulder and could see her full physical form. And we called each other Bud. And I was like, oh my God, Bud. Oh my God, let me hug you. And I wanted to turn my body to the left and hug her. And she wouldn't let me. And she kept pushing my shoulder and pushing my shoulder. And I was saying, stop it, stop it. Let me hug you, let me hug you not understanding that if I hugged her, I wasn't coming back. And she just kept pushing me and pushing me and pushing me so hard until I sat up in the bed. I was in the hospital. I was in the emergency department and I was like, what just happened? She immediately was there again, but she was in energy form instead of full physical form, like Tinkerbell, like a little like light right? Like a little fairy light. And she was whooshing all around. I could feel her. I could hear the energy go every time she came past me and she would check all the monitors, check every like medical professional that came in to see me. And when that happened, my husband was not with me at that point in the emergency room. They bring him back And I'm like, oh my God, do you see her? And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, do you see Laura? And he's like, Deb, shut up. They're going to get you a straight jacket. Like, stop talking. What are you talking about? You don't see Laura. Like, you're, you're fine. You don't see her. They brought me to intensive care. And when I got into my room in intensive care, she was all over the room. Like she beat me to the room. She was there before me. And now she's everywhere, like in that little light, swooshing all around, checking everything. And the nurses are trying to talk to me. And I'm saying to my husband, like, oh my God, look at her. She doesn't know what she's doing. Why is she looking at all this stuff? And he's like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Stop talking, stop talking, stop talking, stop it, stop it, stop it. And I'm really... um, as you could tell, animated and like 
louder and expressive. And my husband is like very quiet and he's not, you know, excitable, but he's like, damn, I can curse, right? Yeah. yeah. He's like, shut the fuck up. They're going to put you in a fucking straight jacket. Like what is happening? And I'm like, just look, look, look. So then everything calms down and we're in the room, the three of us. And I say, look at your dad and your brother. And my father-in-law passed in 2000 and my brother-in-law passed in 91. And they were sitting in the corner of my room. So I got into intensive care on a Saturday morning and they stayed with me, all three of them, until Wednesday night, because by Wednesday night, they knew that I was okay and out of the woods and I just needed to heal. And whenever my husband was in my room, my father-in-law and brother-in-law were there, but Laura was there 24-7. So like they were clearly his support, not that they wouldn't do things for me but they were his support to hold him up because like here's his wife possibly dying leaving him with these three little kids and and then she was there to like make sure everything was okay and you know when I tell the story people are like well that's incredible were you surprised that that happened but I wasn't surprised because I've always felt things I've always been really intuitive um but I shut it down for a long part of my life because I would get in trouble for it a lot as a kid. I would, you know, comment about people that in our family, um, mom, he's bad. I don't like him. I don't like the way he feels or she's lying or they're going to ask you for money or they're going to do this, this, and this. And I would get in trouble all the time. So I kind of shut it down for a long, long time. And, you know, I did know that whenever I listened to my intuition, things went easier for me, even if I didn't tell anybody about it. And when I didn't listen, things were not so great. So I like fast forward, like almost six years after that experience, my husband and I bought a business, a retail business from someone that we knew. And this person was in a relationship with someone that my husband and I had known almost all our lives. So right instantly, like that person's trustworthy. Sure. So not true. (laughs) So I knew inside of me, like, don't do it. Don't do it. This isn't right. But I wasn't paying close enough attention to where the voice and the feelings were coming from. It was a huge financial investment. So of course I would be nervous or scared, right? To like put us in debt to do this. And so I just kept saying, oh, I'm just scared. Of course I'm scared. We've never, we don't have debt. We're going to have debt like out the wazoo. Right. Yeah. Well, it was my intuition, not my, not fear. Mm-hmm. saying to me just like like so what I've learned to differentiate is intuition is like quiet and strong it doesn't fight back your ego fights back when you know and it gets loud and bossy and wants you to it gives you like a time limit and stuff whereas your intuition's just steady and soft right and I wasn't I didn't know to differentiate the two at the time we enter into this business deal we bought by this brick and mortar And my lease, I knew that I could get out when the lease was up. So we do it. 
and incur hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. They did not, they were not honest and truthful about a lot of things, led us astray. We didn't, I mean, it's our responsibility to ask the right questions. We didn't know the questions to ask, nor did we know the right people to seek out. I know now, right? Mm -hmm. If somebody wants to buy a brick and mortar, let me know. I'll help you out, tell you what to ask. So we didn't protect ourselves the proper way. And we came out of it in hundreds of thousand dollars worth of debt. Luckily, I stepped into a job. I gave the landlord the keys to the business, to the store on a Monday. And I went to work on a Tuesday for a friend who needed help in his office. He's an optometrist. And I was like, all right, it's a no brainer. I'll answer the phones. I'm not going to, whatever. I just need to like decompress right? And relax. But while we had the store, I was so stressed out that I, I needed to, I needed to do something because I was really afraid I was going to hit somebody. I was going to end up like in trouble because I was, (laughs) (laughs) you know, people would come in and hassle me about the price of things. Right. right. And look, I grew up in Philadelphia. Philadelphia kind of has a reputation for a little bit of attitude. And I had a lot of attitude in there because I was stressed out constantly and I couldn't believe people would haggle with me over a card, like a greeting card that cost a dollar (laughs) 39. Why are you going to fight with me about the price? You don't go into a department store and fight about the price. Don't go into a mom and pop store and argue. Right. I got it in my mind or my intuition told me to meditate and it would help me. So while we had the store, I met this amazing light of a woman, Allie, and I would go and meditate with her guided meditation. And I would receive Reiki every couple of weeks and it would get me through. And then I would go again and it would get me through. Right. So now I'm working for the doctor and I end up going from just answering the phones to managing the practice. And I love him and I love my coworkers and we laugh all day, every day. And it was so much fun to work there. But I was in so much debt and my husband's job was never going to get us out of that debt. Right. And my job was never going to get us out of this debt. And I was so unsatisfied. And on Wednesdays we had evening hours and I was like, every Wednesday I would be lying on the sofa, playing on my phone, watching TV, not doing anything constructive. And I was like, I bet if I would meditate every day, I could figure out what to do. And I knew the benefits when I would meditate regularly, but I didn't always do it, right? So I decided, okay, I'm going to meditate every day for a year. Even if it's only for one minute, I'm going to do it and see what happens to my life. (laughs) So I made this deal with myself and I am like the ultimate quitter. I joke, I even quit life. That's why, you know, backed it up to the (laughs) near death experience, the only two things in life I haven't quit is my marriage, because I'm crazy, we're crazy about each other. Thank God that works out. And school. But I did try to quit school. My parents wouldn't let me. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like the ultimate quitter of things. And I'm like, all right, but I can do this if I take away all the rules about it and give myself leeway. So I start to meditate every day. And I had gotten like, um, like I had learned transcendental meditation in, in those years. I had learned all different forms of meditation and I just go for it. And I turn myself from a complete night owl into a morning person. 
and I was still working at the office at that time and had to be in by nine. And my, I, my youngest was still home going to school and I would be up and I would get up early and I would meditate and I would do this morning routine mm-hmm. and little by little things started to happen. And I started to like get ideas and follow them up. And then I started to meet people and, and then like be um, join different groups right? And then meet people in groups. And they're like, did you ever read this? Or did you ever hear of that? And it put me on this personal development journey. And I started to get coaching regularly and energy work regularly. So that gorgeous light of a light Allie had a friend named Sally and Allie had moved to another state. And I came in contact with Sally and I started to go to her and she calls it soul coaching. And I would get coached and energy work regularly. Mm. And from the minute we started to work together, she said to me, you're a healer. Like you're not going to be able to not do this healing work. And I'm like, you don't know about me. No, <laughs> I'm not. How dare like, you I'm ne- Right? Like I'm never going to put my hands on people. Humanity, huge fan, mm-hmm. huge fan. Individuals, not so much. Right. Like it, you know, like yeah. I can't do it. I'm, that's, I'm not that girl. She's like, you'll see. And the more that we did, and the more that I explored with her, the more all of my spiritual gifts opened and I let them. Right. Because now I wasn't in trouble for them anymore. Like I had to let go of all that. And, and I had a guide to help me and to see like, it's not scary. Cause I was always so scared. Like, Oh my God, what am I going to call in? Like something bad's going to happen. Um, and Every step that I took, like every time I tried something new or every time I, you know, got a new client or, or did a different workshop or went to something different and met somebody new, became part of a different group. It just gave me like this little tiny bit more confidence. Mm. And then I would like step into the next thing. And then I would step into the next thing and not everything worked out. And even the things that didn't work out. I never look at them as failures. Like I've put so many courses out that I've gotten like crickets, crickets, but I don't look at it like I failed. It just like fills up my brave meter, right? It was like, oh, well, I took a shot. At least I did something, right? At least I'm not just sitting around, not doing anything, wishing or hoping or criticizing somebody else for not doing something. Right. And so that's my meditating, keeping that promise to myself, because I never have kept promises to myself my whole life, really gave me the confidence to keep going and trying and doing. And at the end of 2018, I left my um, nine to five job to work in my business full time. Well done. Yes. And then I, you know, I started the Facebook group and it's grown. It's amazing. The sisterhood of what next, you know, and then it led me, you know, to doing my podcast, which will be out soon. So it all came from me just being willing to like shut up for a minute a day and, and sit, you know? That's incredible. You have, you have such a, such an incredible story. I think it's just, I think it's wonderful. And I love yes. that. Thank you for sharing this with us sure. as well. It's, it's such a pleasure. I mean, I, the, one of those, one of the things that you, you talked about within that, that I found really interesting is that the, is the idea that sometimes we have aspects of ourselves that actually are really positive. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. but because people don't understand what those aspects are or see how that they can work or where they fit within traditional roles or whatever um they kind of try and divert it or stop it or squash it so in the process of of understanding and and learning to fall back in love with your gifts and to trust on them Mm -hmm. what was the what was what was that like for you to to kind of to to realize that those things could actually be something that you shouldn't have to hide anymore what was that like for you it was liberating because I even as a kid I knew that it wasn't me I knew it was their shit that that they couldn't handle Even as like a little, I mean, like three years old, like I knew it wasn't me, but you don't have any, um, what's the power or control, you know? So you kind of have to fall in line, you know, like you don't have choices. And, and I didn't even realize how much I shut that, those parts of myself down until I let them come back out. Yeah. And then I was like, oh my God, I shut this down hard, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So how do you keep going? Like, so I know, I know you're saying you reach, um, you you know, you, you, you have the intuition, you have the practice, you have the desire, and then you do something and, and you don't get the results. Mm -hmm. Then, so you do something else and you don't get the results. Like, how do you keep going? What, what gives you that? Where does it, where does it come from? You know, (laughs) I don't know. I ask it all the time. I'm like, why am I so willing to do these things? Why am I so willing to put myself out there and do this stuff and and some other people aren't? What is it? And I honestly, I would be lying if I said I knew what it was. It's It's just that I've gotten to the point that I can't not do things anymore. I spent so many years of my life not doing things, not trying things, not taking a chance. Like think about like if you're ever have ever been in work and you're in a meeting and you have this idea and you don't speak up and then somebody else says the exact thing or almost the exact thing that you were thinking and you're like, son of a bitch, why didn't I say it? I had that same idea. Like I just got tired of that. Yeah. I got tired of it. Yeah. I just would think that it's like I I can't I I I've had my own business for a long time, but mm-hmm. I can't imagine doing something. It doesn't work. Trying something mm-hmm. else, it doesn't work. Like I I, I I think my threshold would be a lot. My my bar would be a lot lower than yours. Like I, I it's just like it's just such a major um, achievement and 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 credit to you that mm-hmm. you keep going. So mm-hmm. do you think that that comes from adversity? Like, I don't have a choice. I have to keep going. Is that? I feel like. That you feel like you, you're working towards something. I honestly feel like I can't lose. I honestly feel like I'm on this path and there might be like rocks in the path that I got to like step over, fall over, trip over, but I feel like I can't lose. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that's more than inner alignment. That is deep knowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh wow. yeah. That's a really, yeah. Mm-hmm. Really good point. Yeah. So going right into the core of it and knowing and, and embodying your truth. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. That's a major thing. That's incredible. I mean, a lot of a lot of us, I, I still struggle to know my, you know, my great I am or, you know, the great cause that we have, you know, mm-hmm. and that's it's really amazing to, to have that conviction so cemented into your into your practice. Um, is that something within your with obviously within your coaching and within your within your practice? Is that something you try to uh, to foster in, in your sort of clients and the people who come to see you? Yes, but you know, it all comes down to being able to trust into yourself, right? Right. Being able to differentiate those different voices Mm -hmm. of this is fear and my ego, or this is my intuition, or, you know, some people say like God voice, God energy or universe source, whatever you want to call it, and being at your higher self and being able to differentiate where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. So what I've learned to do and what I help my clients do is to really pay attention to the feelings that we get in our body, to know what you feel like in your body. Mm -hmm. And I was so disassociated from my body for years. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know that I was disassociated from my body you know? Yeah. And people would say to me when I started on this journey, like, oh, you're all in your head. You're not in your body. And I'm like, oh, my fucking body. Like <laughs> my arm hurts. Like my back hurts. Like, what do you mean? I'm not in my body. I got a sore throat. Like I'm in my yeah. body. And they're like, no, you're not. No, you're not. And I didn't understand like energetically what it meant mm. until one day when I was meditating and I was like really grounded. And it was like, I felt myself come back into my body. It was like, I sat on my lap. Right. You know, it was like, I just like sat back into myself and I was like, okay, I'm in my body now. I get it. I understand it. And I would never pay attention to the sensations that I would get. Yes. If things were creepy, if a person was creepy, a situation was creepy, you know, those feelings, your body kicks in for protection. Right. But Mm -hmm. all the other little things like somebody's not really creepy, but are they lying or, you know, Do I want this versus this and feeling like, oh, when I think about this option, I kind of go like this and shrink a little or constrict. When I think about this, I kind of sit up a little bit straighter and my heart Mm. opens a little, or I get a little flutter in my stomach or I feel lighter. Right, right. You know, and just being really able to tap into those things to even just to recognize that that's happening. Yeah. And so this comes from meditation mainly, or are there other practices? So that's the way that I came to all of this, right? I'm always like meditation. I feel like it was like my main tool because it led me on the path to learn all these different things, you know, but it comes from if people, and and I think everybody in the whole world should meditate, but some people are so, so, so resistant to it, no matter what we say, Um, but being mindful, like just being mindful, you know, like, okay, you know, you're doing the dishes, just do the dishes, pay attention to what you're doing. Um, you know, you're taking a shower, you're washing your hair, you're like, you're in it, you're washing it, or we should all be mindful when we're driving, but not everybody is like, you're just really focusing on what's going on around you or taking a walk and not having music playing or a podcast playing or, you know, an audio book playing. You're just out in nature. And my connection to nature, which I never had before that I do now also has helped me so, so, so much be present and more, um, what's the word I want to say? So much even more grounded in myself. 
Yeah, I know, because I, I, I know yoga is a form of meditation and I know if I'm yes. doing a, a class, some of the time I'm thinking about what time is it? Like how much longer do I have to sustain? Sure. <laughs> Um, and then I don't go anywhere near, I don't, I don't get as much out of it in, I mean, I'm still doing the physical things right. as, as well, or as hard, but, but I am still doing them. And I think that's so different to if you just breathe into it and just be in each move or pose or yes. stretch. And I, you know, then, then you get to that bit where, where you, you, you leave it and you go, wow, was that already the end of the class? You know, it's, it's a, it's an entirely different experience of that same hour or however long it is. Yes. So, so, okay. So, so your clients sort of learn to, to read their bodies mm -hmm. and then what do they do with that? Do they, do they follow their intuition or what happens when they can feel their body? What's next? So it's different for all, it's different for everybody, right? Like some people are going to use that as their, um, what's the word I want to look for? Like guideposts to help them make their decisions. Right. So when clients come to me, everybody has like, they're working on a goal. Right. And I even right. need that word. Like, Oh, I got this goal. I want to write this book or I, you know, I want this new job or I want this house or I want this, you know, $7,000 purse or whatever it is that they want. Yeah. <laughs> you know, God bless whatever people want, they want. Right. Uh -huh. So I always take it to, well, why? What's your why? Why do you want this? Why, what, what is the why behind you having this? And what, when you think that you have this, when you get this, what's the feeling you're chasing? Okay. Because right. if you can't have that feeling without having that tangible thing right now, mm -hmm. you're never going to get this. And when you, or if you do get it, you're still not going to be satisfied. And you might have that feeling for a second but it's not going to last. It's like when lottery winners win for millions and in two years, they don't have any money again. Yeah. They didn't feel worthy of having that money of being somebody who had money. Mm. So get worthy. Now find your worthiness. Now find your happiness. Now, like, Oh, I'll be happy when I find that partner of mine. Well, you better be happy now because somebody else, your happiness can't depend on somebody else. You know, I've been married for a really long time and my husband and I have been together since we were little kids. We've known each other our entire lives. You know, we were together when we were young, we broke up, we got back together. And when we got back together in our early twenties, we got married, had babies, built a life together. And, you know, I used to like subscribe to that Jerry Maguire bullshit of you complete me, you're my twin flame crap. <laughs> and as I've gotten older, I'm like, he doesn't complete me at all. I am perfect, whole and complete myself. Mm -hmm. He compliments me. Right. My happiness is not dependent on if he's happy. He can't make me happy. Only I can make me happy. Right. You know, and it's, it's practices like that of just becoming aware mm. of, because most people are not even aware of the things that trigger them. They know they get triggered, but they're not like, oh my God, that set me off. Or um, like, why does the same thing get you every time over and over and over again you know yeah 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 i i i love that perfect whole and complete mm -hmm. i'm yeah. actually writing that down yeah because we all are we're all yeah. perfect whole and complete and we think we're broken and look we i have had so much fucked up shit happen in my life abuse mental physical i've been sexually assaulted as a child as an adult um you know i've had all kinds of crazy traumas happen in my life mm. 
but I'm not a broken person. Like there's no part of my soul. Your soul can't break. That's broken. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And if there's cracks, there's cracks and the light comes through the cracks. Right. Sure. That's it. It's like shabby chic. I'm down for it. (laughs) (laughs) And you've, you've said everybody is their own healer. Yes. Yes. Actually mean then. So I mean that the medicine of what we need to, to be happy, to, to find our way in this world is inside of us. All the answers I really believe of everything that we need to do is inside of us. And it's just learning to trust yourself enough to let you lead you on the path. Now, look, do I know things about what's like a top, like, um, aerospace things no but i could read a book and then learn it right so those answers are inside me but the knowledge and the ability for me to go find a book or a class to learn it is i don't need somebody else to say to me just you can learn in a book i know i can learn in a book right so i know that if i need help with something because one of my mantras is i am in the right place at the right time with the right people like i know that if I need help with something, somehow, some way, I'm going to get led to where I need to be to get that help. I'm going to come in contact with the right people on this journey to enjoy the journey even more, to make it more fun, or to push me further. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And everybody has that, but we give that power away. Well, what do you think? Should I do this? Should I not? Should I wear this? Should I say this? Should I not do it? Like we give it away and other people usually respond not in your best interest, but from their fears. Mm-hmm. And so now you're not doing crap because, you know, your, your mother, your sister, your brother, your uncle thinks that, you know, you might look foolish if you go stand on stage and do this, mm-hmm. but that's because they're afraid to do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can hear my mother's tone of voice of, you know, don't do that. You don't want to make a fuss or you don't, or what will people think? Yes. All the time. And I think it's really interesting when you're, when you're in a relationship and you say, you know, I was embarrassed by them. You know, like if you're, if your partner does something or the person that you're, you're there with does uh-huh. something, it's not an embarrassment for you. It's, it's there. It's just your fear. Yeah, exactly. And maybe nobody else thinks that that the thing that they did is embarrassing in any way. Yeah. yeah. But you have some issue with it and that's on you, you know? Yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So how, so, so, um, so how does one start this journey? So, I mean, obviously we'd love it if people would get in touch with you and, mm-hmm. and explore that. Um, but if they wanted to kind of know that they could meditate or they could get mm-hmm. in touch mm-hmm. and you know, people will use the excuse. I'm really busy. And you yes. know, the answer is always yeah. well, if you're too busy. Then you need to do double, you know, it's just, uh, yes. you need even more, but, but ha- like, I can remember, um, not knowing I knew what meditation was, but mm-hmm. I had no idea how to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's lots of stuff online, as you say, or you can read a book or there, there is lots of stuff. But what I've found is that there are so many ways in. It becomes dizzy. Yes. And then it does. It's just yeah. like, you know, wh- ha- where do I, it's like huge topic. Yes. The way- I always say, start with your breath. Okay. Like our breath 
and my teacher Sally's like tell you know taught me that and it's so much sense that your breath is the most intimate your relationship with your breath is the most intimate relationship you will ever have it's been with you from the second you came into this world and it will be with you until the very last second you go out in this world right so I always come back to breath and taking a deep belly breath, just filling the belly with air all the way up as much as you can. And then exhaling and bringing the belly button, like you're sucking it into your spine. You're letting the air out fully. That's a meditation. Taking one deep belly breath is a meditation. And when we breathe like that, it puts us, it starts to put us into our parasympathetic nervous system of rest and digest and it gets us out of fight or flight where we live where we're not supposed to live we were made to live in rest and digest right you know and enjoy but we're so in survival most of the time that we're shallow chest breathing and we're not in our belly so from me practicing this so much the second i start to breathe into my belly which i pretty much breathe there all the time. But when I consciously, you know, breathe into my belly, my body's like, Oh, thank you. Oh, she's taking care of us right now. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah, it puts oxygen all the way through, which yes. every part of your body needs, not just your chest, not just your chest. Right. Right. Okay. But Deborah, I don't have time. You can, you're breathing anyway. You <laughs> breathe anyway. <laughs> set a timer so what i did in the very beginning was i would have timers on my phone going off constantly right and and when i was at work when i worked for the doctor's office they would be like your phone is beeping again i'm like shut up you don't know about me you don't know (laughs) and there was this little cubby for everything (laughs) everything that's my response for everything there's like a little there was a little cubby behind you know the desk like in the front office and i would be like in the cubby get my phone and it would be like take a deep breath and then I would just like take a deep breath and then go do my work again or it would be like be grateful and then I would like just take a second and whatever I saw the first thing that my eyes landed on and I would express gratitude it didn't even have to be something that was all you know I'd be like oh look at these charts okay I'm grateful they're there not my hands and I'm not dealing with somebody right now or whatever I would set reminders on my phone all day every day say something nice to yourself and that's huge and in the beginning when I started doing these things I couldn't say anything nice to myself Mm -hmm. I was so critical and I'm funny so I would always make things like a joke, you know, criticizing myself, right, perfect, yeah. but your body doesn't know, right? But your body doesn't know the difference. It just knows it's a criticism. Yeah. Sometimes it is really funny, but it's still not good, right? Yeah. So I would, I read this somewhere, I don't even know where, but I had read that if you can't give yourself a compliment, than to just say thank you because it'll shut the negative talk off, right? right? So I would be start to become aware that I was, you know, saying all this crap in my head. Right. And at first it was like this, thank you, thank you, <laughs> right. thank you. Until it was like, thank you. Until it was like, you're so cute, shut up, you're good. Look at you, right? you know, yeah. you're so smart. You got this all figured out. Like you are this or you are that, you know, until yeah. I was able to do that. And look, do I still say shit to myself? Yes. But do I catch it right away now? Yes. And do I flip it quicker than I ever could before? Yes. It's just, everything's a practice. Meditation like yoga is a practice. 
there are days that I sit and I'm like, why am I doing this? Right. I don't even feel like sitting here right now. <laughs> and I'll take a breath and I'm like, all right, and let's go. And some days I sit for a minute and some days I sit for like, you know, 90 minutes. It just depends. I let it be whatever it wants to be. And I don't judge it or um, fight with myself like I used to over and over and over again about it. Right. Beautiful. Oh. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I also found that, you know, when I teach people meditation, um, mudras are so helpful because they, you know, they're hand poses and they give your brain something to do. And everybody's like, oh, my brain will never stop. My brain never shuts up. Never. You know, you get like those little spaces in the gap sometimes where it's quiet. That's it. And, but I found that when um, doing a mudra, it gives your brain something to do. And for people that really struggle, they're great. So one of my meditation teachers would do this, just touching each fingertip to your thumb and wow. like a Kriya and saying, peace is in me, peace is in me. And just doing that, or you can do it with each breath, like one full breath in and out, and then move to the next finger, one full breath in and out. And so you do tap each finger and then work your way back, you know, little things like that. And you can do that when you're walking in the grocery store, when you're out, or even if you're in traffic, your eyes are open, obviously, but you're tapping on the steering wheel, like sure. peace is in me. And it helps you get calmer and just more mindful. Right. Oh. My goodness. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been such oh. a pleasure to have you and to feature you and to, to hear about your story and your practice as well, because it's it really is phenomenal. And, Thank um, you. and because you you cover so many different disciplines as well. If there's where would people come to find you to, to talk about this and to, to start on that journey with you? Sure. So on Instagram, I'm at Deborah Atella, just my name. And then my link tree is up and sure. then my website is on there. Or you could just go right to my website, DebraAtella.com. But on the link tree on Instagram, it also, and my face and my website will too, as well, also link women to um, my sisterhood of what next group. Amazing. But I'm in it. <laughs> yes, you are. You are in it. Um, but, you know, if you go on Instagram, that link tree, everything is on there. Oh, amazing. The, the one stop shopping. Yeah. And then they could always, you know, fill out a form on my website where they can DM me, you know, if they wanted to have a conversation. I always, you know, when somebody new comes in, um, I'm always open to like, you know, like a 20, 25 minute discovery, free discovery call, because maybe I'm not the right person for them. Maybe I'm not the right fit. And you don't ever want to enter into, you know, I don't ever want to enter into a coaching and healing relationship that we're not a good fit. So maybe it's not me. Maybe it's somebody I know, or maybe it is me. And then we go for it, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you also have a brand new podcast coming out, right? Yes, which you guys will be recording next week on. Yes, I'm yes. so excited. Yes. I can't wait. Yeah, tell her like it is. Um, I tell her like it is. Amazing. Yes, amazing. And and I love that you have shared with us the alarms. I will go away and set alarms. I set alarms all day anyway. So yes, actually, that's the the one piece that I can take. Awesome piece that I can then. Um, you know, implement into, into the daily practice. Mm -hmm. So, and, and we do need little, I do certainly need little reminders. So that's really helpful. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Funnily enough, I started doing uh, my own thing of uh, recognizing things to be thankful for as a gratitude practice. I actually started uh, 
yesterday. So that's kind of cemented me a little bit. Oh, I love it. It's quite nice. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think you know I, I have a I have I have lots of practices at bedtime, but it can become very cumbersome. Like mm. I'm too tired. Yes. And do yoga nidra, and I've got to do journaling, and I've got to do mm. gratitude practice, and I've got, I just want to go to bed. And so I like the little throughout the day. Yeah. Yes. Just do little and often. I think it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Yes, just little. And I I know that I'm the kind of person that once something gets like rules around it. Uh, at which some of them I imposed myself, I'm not going to do it. I'm yeah. not going to do it. So I have to keep things open and flowy in yeah. order to get me to do it. And the more fun it is, the better. Um, but I have the app Insight Timer on my phone, a medit- free meditation app. Right. And every 10 days that you use it, you get a star. So there's days that like I use the timer or yeah or a guided meditation, mostly I'll just use the timer, but there's days that I don't, but I go in and I log my session. Right. Because every 10 days you get a star and just that little, like, um, you know, that little bump of praise or that little like win for me, I'm like, Oh, yep. Got 10 more days coming like tomorrow. I'll, I'll get, it'll be 1400 consecutive days that I've meditated. Wow, that's amazing. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Like, Thanks. I, can't break that. like yeah. I can't break that. Right. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I cannot break 1400 days. You know, no. I started meditating in 2012, but I didn't make it a daily habit until 2017. So right. I'm like, okay. Like, yeah. and I honestly, when I deviate from meditating, like as soon as I get up in the morning, that's when I like to do it. Right. Um, my day gets wonky. Right. You know? Like mm-hmm. I can adjust other things, but that one thing making yeah. my bed, as soon as I get up, I make my bed and yeah. that, and, and get my meditation in. And then my day is whatever it is, but it's, you know, if I don't do those two things, I, I'm off, you know, right, right away. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. And you can't, you can't let it go now. And those little milestones really add up. They, they add up and they like, they just give you that little bump. And one thing we didn't talk about really quick. I'm just want to say is <laughs> we don't celebrate our wins. Like, I, you, we need to celebrate our wins. And some days the win is stayed alive. Some days the win is drank my water. Some yeah. days the win is I got a new client and a big fat contract. Right. But you know, it can be anything. It could be, you know, I saw a Cardinal today or, you know, I did this today, just little, little tiny things, yeah. you know, I ate like my favorite food or I cook this delicious meal. We need to celebrate. And in my group, I have it on Fridays, like what's your win of the week? And not everybody puts stuff in there because, and I say it all the time, it's doesn't, it's not about business. It can be, but it's not like, what's your personal win? What are you proud of that happened this week? Because then it locks that good feeling into our nervous system when we celebrate ourselves. And then it gives you the confidence to be like, okay, I can draw that up when I need it. When I'm feeling low, I know how to draw that feeling up. I have had success at something. Let me revisit it and let me move forward. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So I have three really quick questions for you. Oh, okay. And we didn't even discuss this. And even okay. Ryan's like, what are you doing? Oh, what? Um, so, but, I, but, but I, I, I wanted to ask you, uh, and, and, and I don't want you to think about it. So if you were doing, if you were on a stage, on an actual stage, uh-huh. and you were performing, uh-huh. what prop would you want with you? Ooh. Oh, like, um, like a cane and like a top hat, like, oh, yeah. like, uh, like real, like Liza Minnelli or Julie, you know, Julie yeah, Garland, yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 
Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And what would your stage name be? <gasps> oh, oh my God. I don't know. I love this. Question. All I keep thinking, this is the first thing that came into my mind. I'm going to crack up like Starletta from, um, oh my God, Birdcage. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Starina. Starina. Starina, that's what came into my mind. I don't know. <laughs> Except that yours I is Starletta. 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 I am really into that. Right? Uh, yeah. And what is your favorite life lesson? My favorite life lesson? Mm. Oh. my favorite life lesson really i can do anything oh. yeah you i can. really can yeah yeah you can we real we all really can yeah. it's just believing that you can yeah you know yes yeah thank you thank you this has been such a delight thank you thank you this is so much fun <laughs> oh my goodness honestly it's been such a pleasure um, everybody, thank you so much for listening to, to to the podcast today. It's been such a pleasure to have Deborah on the uh, uh, on the cast with us, and we can't wait to, uh, of course, see more of you. And we can't wait to hear about all of the stuff that you've got coming up and got planned and is releasing over the next few weeks. Uh, it's been such a it's been such a great time with you today. Thank you so much. Thank you one both. One final question. Yes. Would you like to indulge us and uh, take part in our final sign-off affirmation together? Of course I would. I would be honored. Yay! <laughs> so thank you, everybody, for listening. Remember to check out the podcast, but also go and uh, join up to our website, www.competencethroughcabaret.com. It's been an absolute pleasure. My name is Ryan. And I'm Heather. And I'm Deborah. And we're here to remind you that it is your body, body, your world, your world, your stage. Your stage. Yay! <laughs> Thank you Yay. so much, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you. <laughs>